All right, we're going to get started with get, get both high performance and ease of management with Splunk on Nutanix. My name is James Brown. Yeah, I kind of like the singer. I'm a solutions architect with Nutanix. I focus big data, so that could be Splunk. Very well happens. So I'm going to flip off my site slides here for a second. I'm actually going to log into something really quickly, and I'm going to talk about this when we get closer to the end. So I'm going to start a process. By the time I get back to this, it should be completed and actually ready to go. In other words, less than 10 minutes. We'll wait for the queue to run. As soon as it hits successful, we'll go on to the next slide. All right. Let's go back to the slide. All right, so today we're going to talk about Splunk and Nutanix, and then we'll get back to that demo piece. So key benefits of Splunk. Ease of management, the ability to ma manage it from one pane of glass. So we have a product called Prism Central that allows you to manage multiple blocks. In this blocks, you could actually manage more than that with another piece we call Calm. Calm allows you to manage VMs that have been deployed into AWS, uh, Azure, GPC, and others. Quick search and index, quick search and indexing time. Um, we'll actually get into this a little bit further as we get into the slide deck. What this means is we're able to actually search a lot quicker. Let me give you a little bit of an example. I have a client out there that was typically in an old three-tier infrastructure, took that same piece of data and put it between the three-tier and also on the Nutanix. The three-tier itself finished the search in about eight and a half hours. We took that same data, no ingest, nothing else. The search actually finished in four hours and 10 minutes. So we actually increased that search time from that whole eight to four. We also have predictable linear performance and capabilities, capacity. So as we add more nodes, we're adding more storage, we're adding more performance, we're adding more capability. I've got a slide here a little bit later that will actually explain why that is. Fast time to value. If we talk about bare metal, bare metal, when you get a server in, you've got to stand up your OS, you've got to make sure all the drivers are up to date, and then you actually install your software itself. With three-tier, this could take weeks, months, maybe even years. When Nutanix is shipped to your place of business, when it's rack stacked ready to go into the network, I can guarantee that it'll actually be up and running and ready for Splunk to be deployed in four hours. The other piece we'll talk about is kind of that revert, uh, reduced footprint. So we have a product called AHV. This is our hypervisor. The, the, the biggest piece is, is it's always the cost effective over here. It's built in. There's zero cost. That lifecycle management is a huge piece. Those that know lifecycle management, the ability to update the hypervisor, the ability to update the HBAs, the ability to update the disks and the firmware, we can do that in production without downtimes. Simplicity, that one quick, that one click approach. So like the blueprint that I just clicked on a couple minutes ago, which I believe is probably finished by now, it's at one click. 
In that one click, I can deploy, or I can update, or I can make changes. It's all backed by a powerful DFS system, our distributed architecture. So there's RF2 on Nutanix, and there's RF2 on Splunk. Yes, that actually means four copies. With space savings of compression and eraser coding, I can actually get that back down to two, no problems. Here's the better piece. I took a four-node cluster, put four indexers across it, failed one of the nodes. I wanted an indexer to go down. Moved to another VM, came back up. It's about a terabyte of data per indexer. It's back up in three minutes. It's hard to do in a normal bare metal situation or a VM situation. The other piece is the security. It's a small attack surface. We have stigs out of the box, and then we have self-remediation. Self-remediation has a couple of different pieces. So let's say you have a hard drive fail. Call support, send a new hard drive, we pop it in, what do you do? Nothing, we take care of it. It automatically goes in, it partitions it, and it does what it needs to do. Let's go a step further. We have uh, pieces that are kind of behind the covers that we open up, IP tables to look at these storage controllers to see what the throughput on the disk are, if there's hypervisor issues, or what it comes down to. So I opened one up, I took a look at it, look at my watch and go, yep, kids, I need to go get them. I can't close it, I'm just gonna go. There's processes behind the scenes that are constantly looking at that going, nothing's going on and nothing's being changed. It goes, okay, guess what? It just flipped it. Security is now completely back intact. Data tiering. So these are the two pieces. This is R tiering and also Splunk tiering. So the data tiering, as you normally know, is indexers come in, it goes into the hot, there's warm, the cold's not here for some reason, and then there's the frozen, frozen piece behind it. So what we do is we have a hot tier with a hybrid cluster, which is SSD and HDD. We have a full SSD cluster, which is all across the board. We also have a partial NVMe cluster, which there's NVMe sitting up top, and then it's backended by SSDs. Now, Splunk has the way of setting its buckets up in hot, warm, cold, and frozen. It does it. I'm not worried about it. As that data comes in, it's actually written to our SSD cache. So that throughput always writing to an SSD is getting that data as quick as possible. Now, as it tears down into the cold piece, it'll be moved into the HDD. Let's have some fun with this. So you ingest the data that hasn't been touched seven times in 30 seconds or something like that. It's actually automatically gonna move, be moved down to that second tier. Now, you just called up a search that needs that data. That data is automatically taken from the S HDDs back up to the SSDs. That's where that twice that search performance is. So even if that data was in this invisible cold tier here and sitting on HDD, when that search was called, it was instantaneously brought back up to the SSDs and that search finished really quickly. Here's the scaling piece. Nutanix has to be started with three nodes. This one shows four, eight, 12, and 16. So as we add more nodes, we're adding more raw capacity. The capacity itself is based on CPU, memory, and also spinning disk or SSDs or whatever it comes down to. But as we do that, and as we add a node, we're actually adding a controller to it. Figure it as a storage controller. So it's a virtual. So every time we add another one, we're actually adding more and more to it. Now, for the first time this has ever been seen on at least Nutanix's behalf, this is an FIOAT test that actually came directly from Splunk itself. Depending on, and like I said, I've removed some of this stuff. So the size depended on index size, the job nodes, the IO depth, all those pieces depend on CPU and memory. 
So what I did is I took this with a four-node hybrid cluster, a four-node SSD cluster, and a four-node partial NVMe cluster. And what we found out is the results are very stunning. On a hybrid cluster, the main piece that you guys always worried about is that right IOPS for indexers. Guess what? 1,800 is what the max is for the enterprise security. 4,000 per. So there was four indexers on four hosts, and we were hitting 4,000 IOPS. Let's go up to the all-flash. Four indexers, four. It almost doubled. Let's go even further. Let's do the NVNE. Ended up being 22,000 IOPS, which is well within means to hit that indexing tier. With that piece, we're actually able to even go further. With automation pieces that we've built into ServiceNow, we can actually have a user request into ServiceNow. ServiceNow calls Calm, and Calm can actually deploy. I just did these steps manually a couple seconds ago, and we should be able to actually go out and show that it's actually up and running. As my screen refreshes. So this is Calm, and it's showing that it's actually running. Now, this is live. It may go the way I want to. It may not. So it shows it's actually live and running. So let's go out and let's look and see where these VMs are. All right, so I've got my Prism Central interfaces, which is needed. I've got two indexers. I've got a master node, and I've got a search head that have been deployed since I've been up here speaking. Let's go ahead and let's take a look at that master node and see if it actually did what I expected it to do. So we'll go ahead and log into it with that port. Oh yeah, by the way, this is running on AWS bare metal with our Acropolis operating system. Let me go ahead and log in here. Yeah, I figured that password wasn't going to work. Can we do it two times in a row and actually not get it to work? And it's not allowing my password to work. Oh, what fun. So we're going to go to round two. So I actually pre-recorded this yesterday, just in case something like this would happen. And it would not actually allow me to get in here and actually show this. So this piece right here is actually the demo that comes to it. So it actually shows everything. And this can be done over at our booth. But what we'll show here is the exact same thing. So it's taking a little bit as it's loading up its session here. Yeah, you can see it was 340 yesterday. So I'll log in, hit the admin, log in with the password that I thought I saw it set. We'll hit the sign in button. And what we're going to do, besides for the, all the nasty pop-ups that come up, we're going to go and we're going to actually look at the monitor. Well, so we're going to look and see that the master node was there. Here's two indexers, one with 17, one with 34, and that's 218. So it's completely outside that indexing cluster. And now we're taking a look at the search head, which that's still in there. And there's also a 98 sitting there. So as you can see, it was completely and utterly deployed in less than when I spoke. And back to the final piece. So an overview of basically the summary of what we got to. So ease of scale. We can scale it up. You can start with a small amount and building block on top of it. You don't have to go out and purchase 100% of what's needed today. Operational simplicity. We make it easy. 
make it easy to do one-click upgrades. We make it easy to do LCM, HBA updates. Zero inter interruptions during maintenance. That's part of that same piece is we're trying to create a zero downtime. It's invisible infrastructure. One-click Splunk deployment, which you actually saw. And then the great performance by that. Now, marketing wants me to say one more thing. You can go out and actually try it. It's out there at Nutanix.com slash test drive, so you can actually try it for yourself. Any questions? Take that as a no.